Nobody's relaxed. So, are you ready? Mum glances at my stockinged feet. Where are your shoes, darling? I slump down on the sofa. Do I have to go? Laura, says Mum chidingly. She was your great aunt. She was one hundred and five, you know. Mum has told me my great-aunt was one hundred and five, approximately one hundred and five times. I'm pretty sure it's because that's the only fact she knows about her. So what? I didn't know her. None of us knew her. This is so stupid. Why are we schlepping to Potter's Bar for some crumbly old woman we didn't even ever meet? I hunch my shoulders up, feeling more like a sulky three-year-old than a mature twenty-seven-year-old with her own business. Uncle Bill and the others are going, says Dad. And if they can make the effort... It's a family occasion, puts in Mum brightly. My shoulders hunch even harder. I'm allergic to family occasions. Sometimes I think we'd do better as dandelion seeds. No family, no history, just floating off into the world, each on our own piece of fluff. It won't take long, Mum says coaxingly. It will, I stare at the carpet, and everyone will ask me about things. No, they won't, says Mum at once, glancing at Dad for backup. No one will even mention things. There's silence. The subject is hovering in the air. It's as though we're all avoiding looking at it. At last, Dad plunges in. So, speaking of things. He hesitates. Are you generally okay? I can see Mum listening on super high alert, even though she's pretending to be concentrating on combing her hair. Oh, you know, I say after a pause. I'm fine. I mean, you can't expect me just to snap back into... No, of course not. Dad immediately backs off. Then he tries again. But you're in good spirits? I nod assent. Good, says Mum, looking relieved. I knew you'd get over things. My parents don't say Josh out loud anymore because of the way I used to dissolve into heaving sobs whenever I heard his name. For a while, Mum referred to him as he who must not be named. Now he's just things. And you haven't been in touch with him? Dad is looking anywhere but at me, and Mum appears engrossed in her handbag. That's another euphemism. What he means is, have you sent him any more obsessive texts? No, I say, flushing. I haven't, okay? It's so unfair of him to bring that up. In fact, the whole thing was totally blown out of proportion— I only sent Josh a few texts, three a day of that, hardly any, and they weren't obsessive. They were just me being honest and open, which, by the way, you're supposed to be in a relationship. I mean, you can't just switch off your feelings because the other person did, can you? You can't just say, oh, right, so your plan is we never see each other again, never make love again, never talk or communicate in any way. Fab idea, Josh. Why didn't I think of that? So, 
What happens is you write your true feelings down in a text simply because you want to share them, and next minute your ex-boyfriend changes his phone number and tells your parents. He's such a sneak. Zara, I know you were very hurt, and this has been a painful time for you. Dad clears his throat. But it's been nearly two months now. You've got to move on, darling. See other young men. Go out and enjoy yourself. Oh, God. I can't face another of Dad's lectures about how plenty of men are going to fall at the feet of a beauty like me. I mean, for a start, there aren't any men in the world. Everyone knows that. And a five-foot-three girl with a snubby nose and no suntan isn't exactly a beauty. Okay, I know I look all right sometimes. I have a heart-shaped face, wide-set green eyes, and a few freckles over my nose. And to top it off...